Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. When Joe Biden first became president, we did an episode of the podcast that made a few predictions about his presidency. (laughs) One of the predictions that I made was that he would not serve his entire four-year term. There was several reasons that I predicted this, one of which was his age and, of course, his cognitive decline that you could could already tell was, was setting in at that time. Now, people did not vote for him because he was the sharpest knife in the drawer. He he had been a career politician for 40 years. This was one of the reasons that he was selected by Barack Obama for vice president. He gave the team what Obama didn't have, some political experience. Now, Biden had always stuck his finger in the air and, and went with whatever way the wind was blowing. And and he has always been very dependent on others as well. Now, everyone could see that he was not in office because, you know, everybody thought that he would make a great president. He has always been um, a placeholder, so to speak. And he could play president, like people play house or whatever, and let those leftist ideologues in Washington, D.C. do what they want to you know, to, to do, and, and they could do it under the cover of the old man. So one of the reasons that I made the initial prediction was that I believe that there was a plan from the beginning. Biden was, well, he, he would get what he wanted. And so, you know, he, he, he get to be president and that's what he's, he's always wanted to do. I mean, he, he, he had only thrown his hat into the presidential ring like 150 other times, right? But but in given the opportunity to become president, he would eventually have to step down and let his vice president become president. He had, you know, stated for, from the beginning of his campaign that that he would select a black woman as his running mate. And he lived up to his word. I mean, he, he did just that. The problem is who he selected. <laughs> by, by selecting Kamala Harris, the plan fell apart. She is in no way fit to be president of the United States. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that. How could they go forward with the plan and have her as president? But just as what Barack Obama said about his then vice president, never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to screw things up. (laughs) That's what he said. He blew up this plan as well. And he announced that he he really wanted to, to run for a second term in 2024. Now, this put his side of the aisle into a tailspin. I mean, what? were they going to do with old Joe? Well, we may be seeing the start of another plan. Filegate has been an interesting thing to watch, and it seems like it's not over. From the Daily Wire says uh, comes this. It says, federal officials confirmed late Saturday night 
that the FBI conducted the 13-hour search of President Joe Biden's home in Delaware on Friday, where they found more classified materials. The White House claimed that the search was not the subject of a warrant or court-authorized process and was instead voluntary. Now, this is a quote from Assistant U.S. Attorney Joseph Fitzpatrick. It says, quote, the FBI executed a plan um, consensual search of the president's residence in Wilmington, Delaware. POTUS lawyers um, offered to provide DOJ prompt access to the Wilmington home and gave DOJ full access to it, including personally handwritten notes, memorabilia, and papers going back decades. Um, This is also from Ian Sams, who's a special assistant to the president and senior advisor to the White House counsel's office. Quote, DOJ took possession of materials, it seems, within the scope of its inquiry, including six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials, some of which were from the president's service in the Senate, and some of which were from the tenure as vice president. So this is Bob Bauer, Biden's personal lawyer, and he said this in a statement. He said, DOJ also took the further uh, took for um, further review personal handwriting, handwritten notes from the vice presidential years. Now, Bauer said that the FBI asked the White House not to comment on the search until it was over. And Bauer claimed that the FBI had full access to the president's home, including personally handwritten notes, files, papers, binders, memorabilia, to-do lists, schedules, and reminders going back decades. Now, classified documents uh, connected with Biden were first found in his private office at Penn Biden Center, which was a think tank in Washington, D.C., on November 2nd, less than a week before the 2022 midterm elections. Since then, Biden's attorney have located more classified documents in Biden's home in Willington, Delaware, um, on three separate occasions, and an unspecified number found in the garage on uh, December 20th, one document found in Biden's study on January 11th, and five more found in the study on January 12th. Now, U.S. Attorney uh, General Merrick Garland appointed former U.S. Attorney Robert Hur to serve during the um, he, he he served during the Trump administration um, to he was appointed to serve as special counsel in the investigation after the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois John Lausch, who was assigned to do an, an initial review of the case, recommended to Garland that a special counsel be appointed. Now Biden responded to the scandal on Thursday by saying that he was that he has quote no regrets over his actions, and that getting questions about the investigation, quite frankly, bugs him. <laughs> we, wouldn't, we wouldn't want to bug the president with stuff like this, would we? We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly, Biden claimed. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me that uh, they want me to do. That's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. 
but no one surprised that there was more there there. <laughs> Federal officials searched President Joe Biden's home in Willington, uh, Delaware, on Friday, discovering more classified items. DOJ, quote, DOJ took possession of materials it deemed within the scope of its inquiry, including six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials, some of which were from president's service in the Senate, as we said, and, and some from when he was vice president. Now, Biden's personal lawyers uh, uh, g- gave the statement uh, that DOJ also uh, took uh, uh, also took for further review personal handwritten notes as well. And Bauer claimed that the president's team has attempted to balance, this is kind of funny, attempted to balance the importance of public transparency where appropriate with the established norms and limitations necessary to protect the investigation's integrity. (laughs) We will continue to do so throughout the course of our cooperation with the DOJ. I'm sure they're cooperating fully. But this just, to me, it feels like it could be a little more than just a fleeting scandal. One of the reasons is that the propaganda media is is asking some some pertinent questions. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know that's their job, but they don't usually do it very well. <laughs> They're usually there to so, you know throw kind of a softball question to the people that they like and to you know try to hammer on those that they don't. But in this case, they're actually asking some interesting questions. And like I say, this is not something that, that happens very often. And, and you may say that this is, this is you know, no, nothing like, like Watergate, but is it? I mean, Texas GOP Representative Michael uh, McCall, the, the new chairman of the House of Foreign uh, Affairs Committee, he likened the growing number of classified documents found at the president's, uh, President Biden's home in Delaware to the Watergate scandal that un- ultimately led to the, the, the president, then Richard Nixon's resignation. Now, Martha Rance, uh, who uh, is of ABC News uh, this week, asked Delaware Democrat Senator Chris Coons on Sunday, how can he say that he takes classified material seriously, when some of what was found may have been in his home for more than a decade, and he seemingly had no idea, (laughs) which kind of makes things worse, doesn't it? And he says, quote, well, the important point here, Martha, (laughs) is that he had no idea. (laughs) This is is Kuhn's reply. The show followed uh, with Rant's interview uh, of uh, McCall and said that, uh, quote, this this broke a week before the midterm elections and they swept it under the rug. McCall commented on, on Biden's document scandal revelation by saying that now we're just finding out about it. And <laughs> and and Rance asked McCall, do you think there will be tremendous political fallout? And he says, I don't I don't know. You know, Watergate started as a very small bur- burglary, and it led to the the president of the United States resigning. So, I don't know what's there until you know we see the documents. 
Quote, the way I look at it, my wife is a naval intelligence analyst, McCall continued. If she took one document home, classified, she would be uh, prosecuted. Me and, uh, and I would be prosecuted. Last September, Biden was, was interviewed on, on CBS's uh, 60 Minutes and asked about the classified documents found at former President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. And what happened there? Well, quote, the FBI spread the documents out on the floor and uh, to make a record of what was found. And when you saw the photograph, this is what he's being asked. This is what President Biden is being asked. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? This is what 60 Minutes asked him. Quote, how that could possibly happen, Biden uh, answered. How anyone could be that irresponsible? And I thought, what data was in there that maybe compromised that may compromise sources and methods? May you know, by by that I mean names of people who helped uh, or etc. And it's. It's just totally irresponsible. That was what he said about President Trump's uh, file gate. And and as I said, the the, the propaganda media is involved with this story. They, They are not ignoring what is happening. There are some that are trying to, you know, make excuses for Biden, but they are not ignoring what they would usually try to just simply sweep under the rug. This has not gone unnoticed. Um, journalist Merrill Matthews of The Hill uh, recently said, could a Democrat understandably concerned that the Biden 2024 re-election bid would be disastrous for the Democratic Party, not to mention the country and the economy, have leaked President Biden's filegate scandal to the media? It's possible, given what we know, or at least what we think we know about the sources of the information, the timeline, and the widespread opposition to Biden's running for president again. To begin with, we apparently don't know who tipped off the press about Filegate. CBS broke the story on January 9th. The initial reports cited only two sources with knowledge of the inquiry. CBS never identified the anonymous sources, nor have other news organizations in their subsequent reporting. The White House revealed the uh, investigation only after reporters started asking questions. As CBS reported, Richard Sauber, special counsel to the president, confirmed the story that Biden's personal attorneys identified the classified documents on November 2nd, Sauber was only confirming what reporters already knew, which leads us to the second point. Why did the White House and the Department of Justice, the DOJ, wait so long to fess up? I mean, the news didn't break until more than two months after classified files were found at Biden's pen, you know, Biden Center office. That's very odd 
for a president to who, who says that he wants to have the most transparent administration in history. And of course we know this is definitely not the case. This is by far not the most transparent administration in history. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's really bad. But Attorney General Merrick Garland did release a timeline of events on January 12th. But it raises a number of questions, and maybe even more questions than it answers. The first, uh, you know, part of it, uh, of, of the classified files, was was found on, on November 2nd, which uh, were handed over to the National Archives uh, the, the next day. The DOJ learned about the files the following day. All of this went on the, the week before uh, midterm elections. Would, the, would this story have, have changed some votes? I mean, there are people out there that believe that if, if, if this story had broke before the midterm election, that things might have gone uh, somewhat differently. Now, I, I can't tell you if, if that would be the case or not. I mean, people vote for things for strange reasons, right? And, but, you know, at least it would have given people some things to think about, that this administration and this party really is not doing well. And it's not doing well in the eyes of, of, of uh, residents of this great country. Uh, you can look at uh, all, all the, the latest polls and, and Biden's numbers and, and the Democratic Party's numbers are, are way down. Um, would this have contributed to that? Would have have changed some people's votes? Well, I, I think we'll never know. But it's, uh, but it's a pretty good bet that the administration feared that it would. And Garland asked Trump-appointed U.S. Attorney John Lausch of Illinois to conduct an investigation, an initial investigation, on November 14th, the day before Donald Trump announced that he would run for president again. Three days later, Garland announced that he was appointing a special counsel to investigate Trump's role. This is Trump's role in the January 6th riot and Trump's own file gate. But the attorney general said not a word about the Biden investigation at that time. Then we learned Biden's lawyers found more classified documents at his Delaware home on December, uh, December 20th. And apparently a few more files after that, and now even more files after that. <laughs> so... Garland and the White House spoke up only after reporters had had broken the story, which was being widely covered. And even though Garland has now appointed a special counsel, you know, Robert Herr, to investigate, he apparently did that only after the story broke. I mean, the White House and the Justice Department have simply not been forthcoming. The Washington Examiner's Byron York hit the nail on the head when he recently wrote in his newsletter, quote, the biggest problem with the Joe Biden documents story is this. We know only what Joe Biden's lawyers have told us. And the appointment of a special counsel to investigate the case will only make things worse, unquote. I would agree with that. I mean, what do we know 
about these files. We know that they were top C. We know that they were classified. We know he shouldn't have had them. We know that they they had been in, in his possession for a while. <laughs> but what are on these documents? The only thing that we've been we've been told that they have some of them have to do with Iran, some have to do with U- Ukraine. Um, I mean, especially the Ukraine, I mean, ones, I mean, what, because of the Hunter Biden, uh, scenario there and all the money that was filtering into Joe, um, you know, from that, I mean, it would be interesting to see what was in those files or at least what they were about, but everything we're getting is from Joe Biden's lawyers. A A case can be made that the White House never intended or wanted the story out in the public. That, I think, is true. Had it not been for CBS's breaking the story, we still might not even know. And it's easy to see why the, US, why the White House would want to squash it. And Team Biden knew that immediate comparisons would be made with the Trump files. The White House surely believed the public would see Biden's uh, and, you know, see Biden's ones and, and the Democrats' hip- hypocrisy, given how viciously they attacked Trump's filegate. But perhaps most importantly, the White House feared that filegate would create real problems for a president who is on the verge of announcing his bid for re-election, which brings us to a possible reason why a Democrat might leak the story. Polls show that voters, including most Democrats, do not want Biden to run for re-election. Let's just say they have concerns about his age, 80, right, and his abilities. But it is also important to stop him if he chooses to run again. So so how, I mean, it's almost, it's almost impossible to stop him if he wants to run again. So, so how do the Democratic powers that be convince him? not to do so. Well, leaking Biden's filegate problems to the press might create enough of a further fervor among among Democrats and and the public to convince Biden to stand down. The news reports have pointed out that's exactly what some people are thinking. And it is plausible that one or more Democrats might take the step of leaking to the press, right? I mean, Yes, it's it's plausible. And until the White House or the Justice Department are more forthcoming with what they knew and when they knew it, it may be the best explanation we have. All of this is really interesting. But but it doesn't answer the big question. Who would replace Biden? And from IPSjournal.eu says this, it says one way or another, the question of who is to succeed him is always in the background now. And with it, a whole raft of problems. <laughs> Replacing Biden could turn out to be more difficult than expected. If Biden were to decide not to run or if he was forced to resign, the, the, the favorite to replace him would no doubt be Vice President Kamala Harris, who has at least some claim to the status of crown princess by virtue of her office, right? However, the Californian has put on a comparatively weak performance so far, to which, you know, defections from her staff, uh, confusing media appearances, (laughs) 
to say the least, <laughs> and an increasingly visible frustration at the lack of opportunities to raise her profile have all contributed. Unquestionably, it can be a thankless task, really, to try to discharge successfully an office as ill-defined as the vice presidency. But in the case of Harris, there is also a certain sense that she is out of her depth, something which was overshadowed at first by the initial euphoria surrounding the historic achievements of being the first woman to take the office of vice president. But Biden's number two may be politically savvy, but she has little, little instinctive appeal beyond a kind of a narrow left liberal contingency uh, on the on the left coasts and the right coasts, right? But even the the much maligned Mike Pence was a good deal more popular. So should the party decide that Harris represents too big a risk, um, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg would probably be the next on the list. And he is seen as dynamic, as popular with the party's big donors. And unlike the vice president, he already proved with a, a strong showing in the 2020 primaries that he can gain some traction within the party. It was only when the the rank and file of the party had swung uh, behind Biden by the time the Super Bowl Tuesday elections uh, had dropped uh, that that he you know dropped out of the race. Um, you know he he did it with his head held high though and 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 newly acquired political capital. And there are of course a number of things that that you know that that would speak against him as as a candidate. First and foremost, his age. Now, you don't want to be 42 by, by 2024, but also repeatedly cited uh, our lacks of experience. Definitely that. His controversial background as a consultant and, and weak uh, pre-electoral ratings among uh, ethnic minorities. And for Buttigieg, it might therefore be a smarter strategy to just, you know, uh, try to build that resume again. Um, he's all, and maybe even become a senator, which it already looks like he's doing with his move to Michigan into a, an area where, um, you know, there's a, a senator about to re- retire and, and, and that type of thing. But beyond, beyond the, the Harris-Buttigieg duo, a, a visible gap is already opening up. Bernie Sanders is probably finally beyond his, you know, sell-by date, right? Uh, Elizabeth Warren burned several br- bridges to the, the progressive camp in 2020. Amy Klobuchar is, is she's just considered too brittle, um, Beto O'Rourke is is fighting for his political survival these days, and 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 you know even like Michelle Obama, you know who some think would be you know a, a great candidate, seems not interested in the job. Uh, California Go- Governor Gavin Newsom uh, would be a more likely contender, uh, having um, re- de- definitely surviving a recall ballot, but it's highly unlikely that he would be able to maneuver his way past his fellow Californian Harris. So you see that the problem with the Democratic Party. I mean, whether whether it's it's taking out the president before the end of the term or preventing him from running for a second term, they have a successor problem. <laughs> I mean, the stable is not full. The 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 bench is weak. <laughs> Whatever however you want to call it. Um they they're, they're 
They just don't have anybody to step up. Who will be the next next one up to run for the highest office in the land? I mean, can you imagine being a campaign manager for Kamala Harris? I mean, trying to convince the nation that she is smart enough to get, you know, to and from work, let alone be the, the president of the greatest nation on earth. Or, or how about Pete Buttigieg? I mean, the only thing that he has ever been elected to was the mayor of a small town. And he, and he was given the secretary of transportation position to enhance his resume. But instead, he just proved how incompetent he is. And how about Michelle Obama? I mean, Michelle doesn't want to run. And is and really, it's probably a good thing because she's really very unlikable. So, so that only leaves Gavin Newsom, really, who is the governor of a state that is in disarray. And, and people can't wait to move out of. I mean, there, there are... There are literally memes about how um, U-Haul trucks are unavailable in California because they're all moved out. But there's also the last caveat. With the latest news that former Vice President Pence having some classified papers of his own, does that change anything about this scandal? I don't know. And it would be interesting to see, and it would be interesting to discuss. I would love to talk with you about it. And of course, you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.